And right now, though, uh, as it is the election season, we are very happy to have our next guest in studio. It's been a while, uh, not since he's been on the air, but been uh, here face-to-face, Indiana Governor Mitch Daniels. Governor, good morning. Abdul, the last time I was here, I brought you that alternative, you know, intro music, remember? <laughs> and you, you declined to use it, as far as I know. Well, I, I have put that alternative music in a very special place for uh, special occasions. Yeah, the old rock and roll song, You Talk Too Much. <laughs> I thought it was perfect for you. Yeah, you, my wife, and my mother. I don't know, you guys must have been talking to each other on the phone, on the phone <laughs> or something. Uh, Governor, thank you very much for being with us. How's things going? Well, it depends which things you ask about. You know, the national economy... Uh, uh, continues to struggle, which means that we have far too few Hoosiers working. We've uh, uh, the half full way to say it is that we're uh, number one in America in adding private sector jobs this year, three and a half times the national rate. But the the brute reality is the national rate is so low that uh, not even we have come close to uh, adding back what we want. But I'll, I will say that. We've had a real flurry of new investments. I'll be down in Tell City announcing yet another one today. We've got some big ones coming for the uh, central Indiana area. So uh, what what growth and investing is happening uh, tends to be happening in Indiana more than elsewhere. When we look at uh, the types of jobs that are being created, that's always the, the big question. Uh, for example, the the one manufacturing job that maybe used to pay 60, is that being replaced by the you know the two technical jobs and, say, make 45 apiece? Or as, as the new jobs come in, what... How how do they compare to the old jobs? Well, uh, the ones we have, the, the states involved with, in fact, the staff is held accountable for this, are paying on average more than the jobs of today, on average. But, uh, you know, we, we're, there's there's no job we turn our nose up at. We need jobs for all kinds of people. We need jobs for people getting their first job who um, one day will earn a much higher rate of pay. But, um, no, it's uh, very much on our minds that the, the certainly the jobs that we actively recruit um, have to, uh, over time, average up the income of Hoosiers. And when we do uh, incentives, I know that's always a big debate, not only among state government, but also local governments. How much you know, do you incentivize uh, the private sector to come to your town, your county? And is there a point of sort of diminishing returns where you're almost giving away the whole store? There can be, but not in Indiana. You know, when, when our uh, Economic Development Corporation board meets, so we, we got rid of the old bureaucracy they had, which was frankly worthless, and created a, uh, an economic development corporation, the governor's the chair, there's some great businessmen and women on the board. Well, uh, you, you just asked two great questions, because the very first slide that they have to show is um, how many um, dollars on average of, did the new jobs pay? Did they raise the – will they tend to raise the average income of Hoosiers? And sec- the second slide shows incentive dollars per job with the goal of driving it down. Nobody was keeping records when we got here, but when we pieced it back together, this, Indiana was offering $36,000 a job. Now it's nine, or less than nine. You know, routinely, we have been winning competitions where the, some other state or maybe several states are offering more front-end goodies. We know that to a business person, what really matters is, I always call it the sandbox, What's the all-in cost if I make if I put these jobs in Indiana versus somewhere else? So what they really want to look at is taxes, workers' comp. Is regulation crazy or reasonable? Is the litigation climate reasonable or insane? How about the roads? You know these factors, energy costs, and um, we beat other states badly in these areas, and therefore they can't offer enough front-end goodies usually to turn a company's head.
Fox News Talk 1430 WXNT. Thank you for being with us. A very special guest in studio, Indiana Governor Mitch Daniels. Normally when the governor and I chat, he's in the vent and I'm shoving my annoying microphone in his face. So it's always good to have him in studio and shove a different kind of microphone in his face. Thank you for being with us, Governor. Happy to. Uh, let's talk about uh, the political climate here in Indiana. Uh, we've got elections coming up, a lot of angst and anxiety uh, that is out there. Uh, you've personally done ads for aiming higher for certain House candidates. Uh, do you think your presence in these ads for a lot of these House races will make a difference? Hope so, uh, but I never presume to uh, suggest to a voter what the basis they cast their ballot on. Uh, we're just trying to lay the cards face up as we like to do, tell people um, what we think's at stake, which is uh, keeping Indiana in the black, keeping us a, a better uh, uh, economic climate than other places, and some important reforms that we would like to bring forward positively that just can't happen if, um, if Speaker Bauer, he just doesn't agree with them. And, their DOA every time we bring them up. So, um, uh, you know, please note, not a word of negativity about anybody. And um, uh, so we hope folks uh, will at least be conscious of this when they do get to the polls. One of the things uh, that the, the arguments that the Democrats and the speakers made is that they need to keep a, a Democratic House representatives for balance, uh, you know, for sort of check and balances and mm -hmm. who just didn't want to put all, you know, all their eggs in one political party. Your, yeah. your response? <clears throat> Well, last year, uh, they voted for $2 billion the state didn't have. If they'd had their way, the state would have been dead broke last December, and your taxes would be higher today. We'd look like uh, maybe not California and Illinois, but, some, but more like them than now. Um, so that's the first thing. The only balance they represent is a zero balance in the state checkbook. And if that's what you're for, then you'd like to keep them around. But um, they are an absolute uh, <clears throat> dead end for reforms of local government. The Senate sent four bills, two sessions in a row, both, you know, all DOA. And, um, you know, any change in education, they completely resist. They like it just as it is, except they want more money for what is. And, and uh, there's, that means a whole lot of good ideas, by the way, that people, Democrats elsewhere, including their own president, are for, they are against. So they're just very backward-looking um, as far as we're concerned and very dangerous in terms of the taxpayers' interest. Two of the big issues, obviously, uh, that win lawmakers are going to come back is uh, the state's financial situation. Uh, or it looks like there's been some positive revenue growth as of, as of late. Indiana is nowhere near where it was a, a couple of years ago. How hard, how tough are these decisions going to be uh, when keeping the state's finances in order? And in particular, what does this mean for schools and that rather bizarre, amorphous education funding formula that I think only five people understand? Yeah. <clears throat> well, it, has, it hasn't been easy. Thank goodness we had that uh, cushion we'd built up. Again, our Democratic friends would have spent it all if, uh, if we'd let them. Uh, it's, it's seen us through this and will get us through this year and into next year. Um, the uh, Hoosier taxpayers will never know, I wish everyone could, but a sp spectacular job hundreds of people are doing on their behalf. Every day somebody finds another way to stretch a tax dollar or, or just save one. And, and um, um, we have made huge, huge progress in lowering the base of state spending. And that means that even the diminished revenues of today uh, have a much uh, better chance of covering it. So we'll get through this. It'll be a lot easier to get through this if we don't have to, uh, you know, fight every step of the way with people who'd like to spend it all. Um, you asked about education. You know, we, we that was the very last thing we did, and it got the lightest touch of anything. Uh, less than 3%, uh, 6% for higher ed, 25% in the rest of state government. Um, if you look around at other states, Indiana schools got the lightest deal of anybody. And... Um, 
we want to keep it that way. I personally do not see, we have to take it month by month, but I don't see that we'll need to do anything further there. It is now over half the state budget for the first time in state history, education, K-12 is, which shows where our priorities are. Indiana Governor Rich Daniels with us uh, in studio this morning. Uh, what about the, 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 the big debate we're having right now? Uh, Dr. Bendis talked about this, which is the, the concept of money following uh, the child. A report came out not too long ago that Indiana spends sort of uh, $95 million annually on students that aren't there. They transferred from one school district uh, to another. But because of the way the funding formula works, schools don't lose that money as soon as a student leaves. It takes about two, three years, sort of that de-ghoster, uh, so to speak. Uh, will there be, uh, will you push for changes you know, in the way schools are funded? So money does a much better job not only following the student, but actually end up in the classroom and not toward a administration and bureaucracy? Yeah, two very big questions. <clears throat> Take the second one first. I mean, 40 cents the Indiana school dollar never gets to the classroom. And that, that's a generous definition, by the way. Uh, way too much is eaten up in overhead and the administrative costs were carved up into too many administrative districts. Um, and um, uh, so this is something I've been raising for years and will continue to, to point out. Uh, and secondly, you know, the money, the money should be there to teach the students every penny that can possibly be placed there should. And yes, the, the money is for the students, not the so-called system. And uh, it's being widely said, this has been said a million times, this new movie apparently that's out now says it very effectively. People just come out and say, we've been running American schools for the adults, not the kids. And it's got to change. And the movie the governor's talking about is Waiting for Superman. Don't ask me why I can remember the title. Just look around you. Uh, let's go to Jeff real quick. He's got a question for the governor about Indiana and health care reform. Hi, Jeff. You're on with Governor Ms. Daniels. What's your question? Good morning, Governor. I would like to ask you, sir, where is the state of Indiana at fighting this Obama health care thing? Yeah. Well, Jeff, we, <clears throat> we agree. Uh, we have joined those who are, are suing and challenging it on constitutional grounds. There are 20-odd states, I guess, that have done that. We were one of the first. I support that, because uh, not just because I think the, the law is very uh, a bad policy, but because the, it is a legitimate. These questions are legitimate, uh, whether the federal government has or should have the power to order you to buy something. It's uh, never been done before, and um, it's perfectly appropriate that somebody ask that question. Uh, beyond that, <coughs> we have uh, spoken out about it very clearly. Uh, we have set up in Indiana models that are very different than the um, top-down command and control Obamacare approach. We've created individual accounts for state employees, 70 percent of them have them now. We uh, For those uh, un low-income uninsured in the program we call the Healthy Indiana Plan. And, uh, our outlook is that uh, people are co competent and should be entrusted with making basic decisions about their own health with their own money or money we help them to have. And then you protect them <coughs> in true insurance fashion against that occasional injury or very expensive illness. 824 on Fox News Talk, 1430 WXNT. Indiana Governor Mitch Daniels, our guest. Uh, Governor, uh, administration, uh, last couple weeks, uh, taking a couple uh, sort of hits uh, in the papers. Number one, the uh, IURC commissioner uh, allowing the, the attorney that worked for the commission to go uh, work for Duke Energy. Uh, also, former BMV commissioner Andy Miller. Uh, have these uh, couple incidents uh, gotten things off track or help our audience out? Well, we're the ones who created the uh, rules under which the uh, first uh, of these is uh, being in, in, uh, has been acted on. And in fact, it didn't involve a rule uh, violation, but really very poor judgment, in my opinion. 
So uh, that's why uh, we relieved the <coughs> chairman of duty. That's why I ordered the decision to be re-looked at. Now that everybody should know this guy was one small participant in the decision that got made. It was ratified by the legal staff, the technical staff, and a unanimous commission. Yeah, I was going to ask you about some of the uh, Democrat calls for anything that had to do with the IURC and Duke Energy. Everything should be you know, a special prosecutor. And right. Yeah, well, we don't need any lectures from these folks. You know, but before we got there, the revolving door was spinning like crazy in every single department. My first day in office, uh, I signed an executive order imposing a revolving door. One year, you can't talk to your old employer uh, rule. Uh, creating an inspector general for the first time in state history to enforce all the new uh, tougher uh, penalties for, for any violation of the new rules. And, um, you know, you'll remember that uh, when we went to turn that into law, the Democrats walked out, <laughs> shut down the General Assembly over the ethics package. That was exactly the issue that they walked out on. So. Uh, you know, uh, spare us the, the lectures now. Um, you know, the fact is, we have, if you set higher standards, then you have to be very, I think, uh, uh, firm and forceful in, in uh, enforcing them, and that's uh, what we did here. It is 826 on Fox News Talk 1430, WRCT, the governor uh, with us this morning. Uh, like I said, getting back to Indiana's political climate, when you go out, and this is something uh, we ask candidates uh, when they come in, obviously you're not a candidate. Uh, when you talk to people, uh, what is the mood, what is what is the attitude? I had a conversation with an older gentleman um, just a couple of days ago in the grocery store, 75 years old, and just sort of, he seemed to sort of resign. You know, this person went through you know, World War II, Great Depression, it just seemed a little bit resigned about the, the nation's fiscal, you know, just sort of general attitude. Uh, do you see that out there? I do. And uh, I resist uh, the temptation to share it. Um, you know, we do face really, I think, uh, uh, unprecedented uh, problems now, with the exception of the nuclear threat we lived under for a while with the, with the uh, Soviets. Uh, I'm not sure that our republic's been at greater risk than it is right now. And that is not some, you know, that is that. That is the, the, the least partisan statement I can make. It doesn't matter uh, how big a government uh, you believe in, what you think about any of these other questions. If you just look at the arithmetic in front of us, it tells you that we can't go on like this. And, uh, you know, I've had two European visitors back to back in the last, I don't know, three weeks make almost identical comments. They said, I hadn't been to America for a while, and it feels different. People don't have that upbeat, um, can-do uh, spirit that I have always seen here, and I think they saw it accurately. We can't let that happen. You know, hope for a better future, uh, the, the commitment to a society of upward mobility where the person who starts with nothing can go to the top, that's the essence of this country, and um, uh, we're going to need to see some changes uh, nationally. That's so we don't lose it. Uh, two more quick questions, Governor, before we let you go here this morning. First of all, thanks for stopping by this morning. You're always welcome anytime. You know, you'll be on your, on your way to work. Uh, the economic stimulus. Uh, there's a debate as to you know whether stimulus and TARP bailouts were these good or bad uh, for the economy. Democrats say on the one hand, you know, the, the Republicans they yelled and rallied against the stimulus, but on the other hand, had they not taken it, Indiana would be in worse shape than it is now. How do you answer that criticism? Well, I don't know what they're trying to say. I mean, uh, first of all, I didn't criticize the idea of a stimulus at the beginning. When I saw what they finally did, I, I thought they could have done a lot better. They could have put that money into private companies, private hands. They could have hired people to build roads, you know, replenish defense supplies, you know, things that would have gotten real jobs back at it. Instead, they poured it all into government, sort of a trickle-down government theory that if you just 
keep all these government employees um, who are paid now in America a lot more than the private tax employer employee whose taxes pay their salary, that somehow this was good economics. It hasn't worked, and um, I guess that uh, should have been foreseen. On the other end, you know, uh, uh, Indiana taxpayers already subsidize people elsewhere because we've done a better job of uh, of um, taking care of business here. The, some of these formulas, like the highway formula, uh, take our tax dollars and build things elsewhere. So, you know, what, turning down the check was a good idea? Uh, just make that situation worse? No. If they hadn't sent them, by the way, we'd have gotten through. We'd have just had to do harder things than we already have. Well, I always jokingly tell people, yeah, you could say that the governor yelled at the stimulus and took the money. That'd be like major moves, I guess. You know, well, you people who voted against it, but we're still asking for the roads they're, they're to be fixed. They're real happy to have those roads, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, I don't well, recall anybody not showing up for a check signing or... No, they like to be at the ribbon cuttings. <laughs> Governor Michigan is with them. That everybody wonders, you know, there's always sort of this, this him and hawn and back and forth. And, you know, is Mitch Daniels running for president? Is he flirting with the idea? Or do they just send each other text messages every once in a while? Uh, where are you in this whole possibility of a presidential run? Well, I'm not doing anything about this, uh, you know, except I agreed to think about it. You know, it's never, nothing I ever thought about. I absolutely guarantee you that if this nation were in anything like reasonable shape, it would never enter my mind. As our previous conversation indicates, you know, I think the situation uh, in America is alarming and needs real attention by somebody. And um, if you don't think that, you got to go back and look at the mathematics of where we are. So... Um, but yeah, I've told people who, and there have been a lot of them, that have said, uh, you know, don't rule this out. Okay, I won't, but uh, come back and see me in a few months. we got things we're working on right now every day. You know, I'll be in Tell City in Evansville later today, and um, I was in eight or ten cities uh, last Thursday, Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, we got our hands full right here. This is the job I sought and the job I'm intent on doing as well as I can at. We've already talked about what I'm going to do in the next few months, I hope we will be in a position to not just hold it together fiscally here, but to uh, really move Indiana further forward, make us a leader in education, make us a leader in um, modernized local government. And uh, uh, that's where my attention will be. If this question is still of interest to somebody in a few months, they can ask it then. All right. Well, if you do become president, I want Area 51, all the cool alien stuff. So that's all I ask for. Indiana Governor Mitch Daniels uh, has been with us this morning. Governor, thank you very much for being with us. I enjoyed it. I was happy to have you here.